Hello, and welcome to Ensure and Certain Hope, a podcast about Jesus, faith, the church, and other things. I'm the Reverend Jedediah Fox, rector of the Church of the Redeemer in Kenmore, Washington, and your host. Thanks for being with us today. We are finishing up our series on the basics of the faith, otherwise known as the Catechism today, with the topic Christian Hope. So let's dive in. The Christian Hope. Question What is the Christian Hope? Answer. The Christian hope is to live with confidence in newness and fullness of life and to await the coming of Christ in glory and the completion of God's purpose for the world. Question. What do we mean by the coming of Christ in glory? Answer. By the coming of Christ in glory, we mean that Christ will come not in weakness, but in power and will make all things new. Question. What do we mean by heaven and hell? Answer. By heaven, we mean eternal life in our enjoyment of God. By hell, we mean eternal death in our rejection of God. Question. Why do we pray for the dead? Answer. We pray for them because we still hold them in our love and because we trust that in God's presence, Those who have chosen to serve him will grow in his love until they see him as he is. Question. What do we mean by the last judgment? Answer. We believe that Christ will come again in glory and judge the living and the dead. Question. What do we mean by the resurrection of the body? Answer. We mean that God will raise us from death in the fullness of our being, that we may live with Christ in the communion of saints. Question. What is the communion of saints? Answer. The communion of saints is the whole family of God, living and dead, those whom we love and those whom we hurt, bound together in Christ by sacrament, prayer, and praise. Question. What do we mean by everlasting life? Answer. By everlasting life, we mean a new existence in which we are united with all the people of God in the joy of fully knowing and loving God and each other. Question. What then is our assurance as Christians? Answer. Our assurance as Christians is that nothing, not even death, shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. For this last section on the basics of faith that we also call the Catechism, we title it Christian Hope, but it's really kind of a smorgasbord of things that fall under the umbrella of the $5 theology word eschatology. Eschatology. That is the study of the eschaton. Or uh, eschaton is just a Greek word that means the end. The study of the end. The end of all things. 
basically what the Christian hope is, is that we're going somewhere. That this means something. So this might not necessarily comport with this, with something you've heard about Christianity from some parts of greater society, of the, the zeitgeist, of, of various ways of thinking about Christianity, that, that Jesus is this important moral teacher who tells us these things that are supposed to help us live a better, more full life, that really what Jesus is about is about now and here and in this moment. It is true that, that, that the teachings of Jesus are about now and here and in this moment, but only if we're going to an end. If, if, if there is no end that we are going towards, if Jesus is simply a moral teacher who gives us a bunch of things to do and a bunch of arcane examples of how we're supposed to live in this life with nothing beyond it, then Christianity is codswallop. That's right. I said codswallop if that's true. But what we're saying is that, no, it's not just about living a better life, living a more full life here in this moment for no other reason than we get to live a better life here in this moment. No, we have an end to which we are going. And that is essential. That is what we're doing. We have to go there. That we have an end to which we are moving. That all of the other things that we have talked about, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the sacraments, all of it, all of it has a point and a purpose. And if you've been reading along or listening to these podcasts, you might guess that it's about relationship. It is. It's about the relationship that we have with God, the eschatological expectation, the expectation of the end, the end to which we are going is that we will come into fullness of relationship with God, that we will know God as God is fully, right? The whole idea of the word theology is the study of God, the, the attempt to understand God. And that's never going to fully happen until we get to this end point, until we get to the end. The end of what? The end of the world, at least as we know it. Q-R-E-M. So all of these seemingly not totally related things that we have categorized under the Christian hope are all about the end of things. The end of things for us and our death, and the end of all things. What is the end to which we are striving? So we believe that our hope is that we will eventually, we are working on, we are moving toward this time at the end of the world as we know it, where we will live in a new, full, and complete life. That, that, that end will be marked by the coming of Christ again which is an excellent thing to be talking about in Advent because that this is the season of expectation, of, of awaiting Christ. Just as we waited for Christ during his nativity, on the eve of his nativity, we await Christ again in Advent, in his second coming, we prepare 
for Christ to come again by doing the work that we have been given to do to move toward fullness of relationship in every possible way with God and with each other. So we have this confidence of a new full life that awaits us when Christ comes in his glory and the completion of God's purpose. And the completion of God's purpose is full and complete relationship with God and with each other. And what is heaven and hell then? Because we talk about these a lot, don't we? In, in, in Christianity, broadly speaking, we're obsessed with heaven and hell. Obsessed with it. Was well, it heaven or is it hell? And our Orthodox brothers and sisters just say, yes. The, the eschaton is both. Right? So the promise that we that the eschaton provides the promise that the eschaton provides is that it's heaven or nothing it's heaven or it's eternal death it's not suffering it's just nothing nothing at all the eternal death for those who choose in the face of everything Right In the face of the last judgment, in the face of seeing Christ coming again, not in weakness, not as a little human baby, but as the king of all, the king of kings, the God, the second person of the Trinity. When they see that, they go, nah, I'm good. The full rejection of God and God's purposes, the rejection of any relationship with God. That is what we define hell as in the catechism. And what that hell is, is eternal death. Nothing. Nothingness. The end of all. And that, quite frankly, is why we continue to pray. Why we continue to pray for those who have died. Because they have died, they have ceased to operate in this timeline. But their existence is not ended. There's a great book, short story, really. It's not really even a book. It's like 65 pages long. It's called... The Great Divorce. It's written by C.S. Lewis in the 50s. Has all of those caveats that come with something that was written by an English white cis hetero male man. Male man. Cis white hetero male in the 50s. But it's about death and heaven. And it, and it starts out in Shadowtown. And C.S. Lewis is looking at all these people who are completely self-obsessed, right? They don't have any relationship with any of the people around them. They're all in these houses, all in this town. But they don't see anybody but themselves. And every once in a while, they have this tiny inkling of awareness of something outside themselves, and they go get on a bus. And that bus takes them to a land that is God's country, essentially, where if they walk on the grass, it hurts their feet because... The grass, they are so insubstantial that the blades of grass are like walking on knives. And if they expand themselves, if they can get beyond themselves and be in relationship just for a moment, they become as real as that grass. And suddenly, instead of being poked by the grass, they crush the grass like a normal human being would in a normal world. And as soon as they do that, they take off down the road. Right? Moving down the road as fast as they can. Now, sometimes 
that just happens. And sometimes they see people who have already become more real, who have already joined God's country, and they call to them, they ask them to be in relationship. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. But if they do, they're called into realness, into more fullness. And this for me is both a wonderful metaphor for heaven and hell and for why we pray for the dead and why we ask the the dead to pray to God on our behalf and all of these things. Because it's this acknowledgement of ongoing relationship, even though we don't see them, even though there is a disconnect in that temporary situation that we know is death between them and us. There's still something happening. There's still continuing relationship that can go on. And as long as we are in that relationship, things are changing. God is still creating and we can still participate. Because we believe in resurrection, the bodily resurrection. Now, that doesn't mean that God is going to pull us up zombie style and we're going to go shuffling off toward heaven, calling out for Jesus instead of brains. No. The bodily resurrection is never about our physical body. Not entirely. Because this is God. Right? This is God who can create out of nothing. Right? N- no other power in existence is able to create out of nothing. And so the idea that God couldn't take what we were and turn it into a new form that is still a bodily resurrection. You know, if God can't do that, then God is not God. But that that the stuff that is us will be raised back up, that we will still be us in the resurrection. That we will still be us on the other side of time, on the other side of the eschaton of that last day, when we are called through death into life for that final time to enter into that fullness of relationship that is the end towards God, toward which God has pointed all of creation. That is our hope because God is relentless. God has set us on a path that we know is eschatology because God is relentless. God refuses to believe that we are a lost cause. God refuses to accept that by and large humanity is a project that does not deserve to be continued with. Deserve does not even come into it because God loves us and there is nothing in creation, nothing in existence that can stand between God's love and us. And our hope and our joy and our duty is to act like that. To believe that with every part of ourselves so that we can go and do the work of 
living into that kind of relationship with God as fully as we are able until we get to the eschaton, until we get to that end point where God finishes what God started in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We participate by living into these relationships with God and with each other as well as we can, as fully as we are able. Knowing that in the end, God will finish it off. God will take it where it ultimately needs to go. Where we have begun the work, God will finish it. And we will see God face to face and live in God's love, in the river that, of love that flows from the heart of God for all time. That is where we are always headed in the church. No matter how bleak the present seems, no matter how convoluted, no matter how much we stumble, our job is to always have our eyes on the goal to reorient ourselves as many times as we need to, to move toward that moment where we see Jesus face to face and God's relationship with us and our relationship with each other comes into full flower. I want to thank you for joining us for this last in our series of On the Basics of the Faith, our run through the catechism on this podcast, Ensure and Certain Hope. This is not the end of this podcast. And until next time, may God's blessing be with you. Christ's peace be with you. The Spirit's outpouring be with you. Amen. Amen.